Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 18. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Maybe you don't know this. October 31st, 1517 is Reformation Sunday. Did you know that? 500 years ago, approximately, a man by the name of Martin Luther nailed a copy of 95 grievances to the Pope's door on a church in Wittenberg, Germany. It was the day of reclaiming the gospel of grace out of the dark ages. Reformation Sunday. And and as a result of that, and you might remember the Pope responded in the what they call the Diet of Worms. And some people pronounce it the Diet of Worms. It's actually the Diet of Worms that uh, the Pope responded. He ordered Martin Luther to retract his statement about the just shall live by faith. And Martin Luther said those famous words, here I stand, I can do no other, God help me, amen. And as a result of that reformation, man, we're still talking about grace. Amen, saints? We're still talking about it. So, a little bit of information, October 31st, 1517. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, if you've been with us, again, we've been going through the gospel of Matthew. And, you know, let me just tell you something. There are two things they say that are certain in life. Do you know what they are? Death and taxes, very good. But might I add, got a pen, might I add that there are two more things that I like to add to this list that that will happen in life. Two more things that will happen in life. Number one, you can count on getting hurt. That's life. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, someone will hurt you at some time in life. Number two, You can also count on hurting someone. That will happen. Whether intentional or unintentional, it's a part of life. You know, Jesus said it like this. He said, it is impossible that no offenses should come in Luke 17.1. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, it is impossible to go through life without facing problems and difficulties, without being hurt by someone or hurting someone. I'm sure that 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 I've hurt someone in in you know this morning. I mean, as a matter of fact, yesterday not yesterday, a couple of days ago, I was at the supermarket talking about hurting someone, and uh, this person walked right up to me uh, at the supermarket, and uh, they said. Uh, Oh, Pastor Ronnie, they said, uh, well, you, you, didn't, you didn't speak to me last Sunday. You walked right by me and you didn't speak to me. And, and it hurt them. And, they, you know, I was like, well, thanks for telling me this right by the baked beans. But, okay, you know. 
And you didn't tell me, you didn't speak to me, and, and uh, you hurt my feelings. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I really didn't know. You see, it, it's very possible to hurt someone unintentional. You don't know. What do we do if we hurt someone? How do you, how do we become the forgiving people that Jesus commands us to be? This morning, I'm going to talk to you about forgiveness. And I want to give you five fundamentals of forgiveness. If you're taking notes, five fundamental things that you have got to understand as it relates to forgiveness. Number one, forgiveness is rooted in God's forgiveness. That is so important. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Forgiveness is rooted in God's forgiveness. Number two, forgiveness is essential. Not only is it rooted in God's forgiveness, but forgiveness, saints, is essential. And then thirdly, forgiveness is an act of obedience. Forgiveness is an act of obedience. And then fourthly, forgiveness is handing off the heartache and holding on to the healing. That's so important. And then number five, we'll talk about these briefly this morning. Forgiveness is man's greatest need. God's forgive, forgiveness is rooted in God's forgiveness. Forgiveness is essential. It's an act of obedience. It's handing off the heartache and holding on to the healing. And forgiveness is man's greatest need. Look in your Bible in Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 21. I think we'll take the large portion of the text and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it in just a minute. Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 21. Saints, if you're with me, say amen. Then Peter came to him, that would be Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, in verse 23, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, if you're a note taker, that's like 10 to 15 million dollars. That's a lot of money. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and that the payment might be made. Well, the servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. Underline that. What did he do? He released him and he forgave him of his debt. But that servant went out and he found this same servant who was the debtor is now the creditor. He went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Now that's about 17 bucks. Notice what he did. He laid hands on him. And we're not talking about holy hands. We're talking about hands on him. And he took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. Give me my 17 bucks. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and he begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into a prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servant saw what had been done, they were very grieved and they came and they told his master all that had been done. And then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all because all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? 
And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers. Circle that. Delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father in verse 35 also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Last week, Jesus, if you were with us, you know that Jesus provided us with a practical action plan on how to deal with conflicts in the church. I I titled that sermon Conflict Resolution. And certainly it would be nice if the whole family of God got along all the time. Remember, to dwell above with saints we love, well, that will be grace and glory. To live below with saints we know, well, that's another story. True. It would be nice, but we don't always get along. Well, Jesus knows that. And so he gave us an action plan on how to deal with that. He says, if your brother sins against you, then go to him alone. We talked about that last week. Go directly, go honestly, go frankly to your brother. You should always go to him with a heart of restoration, not a heart of revealing or rebuking or reminding, but a heart of restoration. We talked about that. And now notice in verse 21, Jesus is talking about what to do when a brother sins against you in verse 21. He had been talking about what to do. And then in verse 21, Peter, he said, Jesus, how often do I have to forgive my brother who sins against me? And Peter asked Jesus, notice he's asking him over and over. How, you know, what do I have to do if my brother sins against me? How often do I have to forgive him? In other words, Peter is kind of asking the question, Lord, when do I have to stop being patient with my brother? Lord, when is the last straw with my brother? He continues to sin against me. Lord, when, when is the last straw? When is enough enough? When, Lord, do I get to slap them? If they keep sinning against me. What is that number? And Peter said, Jesus, seven times. Seven times? Now, now, don't misunderstand. Peter's probably thinking, Lord, you know, this is more than what the rabbis teach. Because the rabbis in the temple, they said you only had to forgive a person three times. So Peter's thinking, you know, I'll double that. Seven times, Lord? And notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, no, Peter, it's not seven times, but seven times 70. Or in other words, multiply 490 times. And Peter's probably thinking, man, you know, who can keep count of that? And Jesus says, now you're getting it. You see, the point is here, Jesus is saying, Peter, forgiveness isn't a matter of mathematics. Forgiveness isn't saying, listen, keep forgiving 487, 488, 489, 490. That's it. No more forgiveness for you. That's not forgiveness. You don't get to the point where you run out of forgiveness quota. Jesus is saying we should keep on forgiving, forgiving and forgiving your brother until you are in the habit of being patient and forgiving. You see, it's not really the number. It's in Luke chapter 17, verse 3 through 4. Jesus said, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sin against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, get this, saints, seven times in a day, 
and returns to you seven times in a day, it says, and he repents, you shall forgive him. You see, so we're to keep on forgiving over and over and over again. We are to keep on forgiving. Doesn't that sound like the scriptures? True forgiveness is not a, it's not a matter of a number. The Bible says true forgiveness keeps no record of wrongs. You see, so often true forgiveness for us is a scoreboard. You know, and we never get the 487. Uh, I'm not going to forgive you. 490, we'll never get to that number. That's not the point anyway. But see, love keeps no record of wrong and forgiveness keeps no record of wrong. Now, in verse 23 through 35, we just read it. Jesus gives them a story to show the tremendous debt we owe to God and we couldn't pay. And yet he forgives us. You see that? We just read that story. So let me recount it just really quickly. This king decided to call all of his servants. He sent out his collection agents and they came back with a man who owed the king 10 to 15 million dollars. Actually, 10 to 15 million. This man would have never been able to repay the debt. Since he couldn't repay the debt, verse 25 says, the master ordered that he and his wife, his children, and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. And at this point, the servant did what we would do. He said, listen, if you would be patient with me, I'll pay you off, I promise. And notice the master was filled with compassion and he does something the man didn't even ask for. He forgave him his debt. He wiped the slate clean and the man owes him nothing. So the same guy goes out. He sees a man who owes him 17 bucks. 17 bucks, that's enough for a Coke and a bag of popcorn at a movie. Not unless it's the big bag of popcorn, then it'll be $40. But I mean, 17 bucks. This man grabs this guy by the throat. The man begs for mercy, but he took him and put him in jail until he could pay the debt. And when some of the servants heard what happened, they went and they told the same guy who had, who had forgiven this man of this huge debt. And the master called this guy and he said, you wicked servant, I forgave you 15 million bucks because you asked and I had compassion. Why couldn't you show compassion and mercy on this other guy who owed you so little? Why couldn't you show the same forgiveness and compassion that I showed to you? You see, that's what forgiveness is all about. Forgiveness means to cancel the debt. Forgiveness means when you hurt someone or someone hurts you, you choose to forgive them. You cancel that debt. You wipe the slate clean and they don't owe you anything and you release them from the debt. And you never remind them of it again. And this is exactly what Jesus has done for us. Did you know? The Bible says that we sinned, and when we ask for forgiveness, the Lord doesn't remind us of our sin. And that's the point Jesus is making here. If Jesus could forgive us of our debt to him, why can't we forgive and free others? I'm amazed at how many Christians are so unforgiving. Am I the only one noticing this? You know, it's almost like people today are in love with hate. Isn't that true? just in love with our culture is in love with hate we are in love with unforgiveness we're in love with bitterness we're in love with self self yeah we're in love with self listen in order to forgive point number one you got to understand forgiveness is rooted in god's forgiveness one of the chief characteristics of god is forgiveness our god 
is a God of forgiveness. Amen, saints? He is a God of forgiveness. Psalm 86, verse 5, if you're taking notes, for you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. Psalm 103, verse 3, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. My favorite, Exodus 34, 6 and 7, the Lord merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness, forgiving iniquity. The word forgive means to send away. It means to send away. Listen, forgiveness is the most basic Christian quality. The most basic. Without forgiveness, we wouldn't have Christianity. Without forgiveness of the Lord, we would be condemned sinners without God, without hope, and doomed to hell. Without the forgiveness of the Lord. And so our forgiveness toward one another should be rooted and planted in the same heart of forgiveness that God has given to you. You see, people, we, we, we've been forgiven much. The Bible says if you've been forgiven much, then you love much. You see, that's why we should be forgiving, because we have been forgiven much. I think of my own life, I've been forgiven much. Rodney has been forgiven much over and over and over again, asking God to forgive me, and God forgives and every time. And not only does God forgive, but God cleanses and God cancels the debt. I have sinned against him, and I have failed him. And I say, Lord, forgive me. And you know what the interesting thing is? I actually sense that I really am forgiven. Do you? I mean, the moment I say, Lord, I, I don't really struggle with that. Maybe some people do. I don't. When, God asks, when I ask God to forgive me, I feel forgiven because I believe his word. Amen, saints? And I believe when he says I'm forgiven, when I ask him, then I do. But now I also go and repent. Now, the word repent means to turn around and go to a different direction. So I don't sin and then, you know, God forgive me, and then go back and sin again. Because that's not true Repentance. See, true repentance says, Lord, forgive me, and then I don't do it anymore. But God has truly forgiven me. God has truly canceled our debts. And because Christians understand that, we should be some of the most forgiven folks on the planet. But we're often not. You know, C.H. Spurgeon said this, I come to the cross to be forgiven. I stay at the cross to be forgiving. C.S. Lewis said this, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. I love that quote. Well, not only is forgiveness rooted in God, but our second point, forgiveness is essential. Forgiveness is essential. Now, forgiveness is not easy, but forgiveness is essential. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 13 So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against you, just as the Lord forgave you, so also you must do. Did you know that forgiveness is essential? It's a command. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, forgiving one another, just as Christ has also forgiven you. You see, it's not easy. Forgiveness is not easy because forgiveness is not natural. Did did you know that? Forgiveness is not natural. 
Forgiveness is supernatural. It's a supernatural act that requires supernatural resources or a su- supernatural source. You know, I, I, read, I read a recent poll that said 75% of the people who were polled believe that they have been forgiven of God of all their past mistakes and wrongs. But of the 75%, 52% said they extended the same heart of forgiveness that they felt they experienced. Only 52% said that. Why? Because forgiveness is supernatural. Even though it's not easy, it's supernatural and it's possible. And you know, the Bible says, I can do all things, say it with me, I can do all things through Christ because he strengthens me. So it's supernatural, but it's not impossible. And if you want forgiveness to come your way when you need it, it's essential that you be a forgiving person. And if we don't forgive, that's sin. That's wrong. Our third point, not only is forgiveness essential, but forgiveness is an act of obedience. You see, extending forgiveness isn't an option. It's not a suggestion for your consideration. It's a command of God. It's an act of obedience. We are commanded to forgive. Just do it. Don't wait for warm, fuzzy feelings. You know, some people, I'm waiting for a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling before I forgive. No, if you're waiting for a warm, fuzzy feeling before you forgive, you're never going to forgive. Because remember, it's supernatural. So no feeling will come. It's an act of obedience. It's against our nature. So it has to be an act of obedience. You know, almost like love. Love is an act of obedience. Love is not something you have to wait to feel. You have to decide to love. Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. You see, that's an act of obedience. It's, it's against our nature, so we need to just do it. You see, our natural tendency isn't to love. Our natural tendency is not to forgive. We don't want to forgive people. Your natural tendency is to retaliate. Your natural tendency is to get them back. Your natural tendency is to do them in because they did you in. You want to see natural tendencies? Get out there on the 440. You know, what happened to me the other day. True story. This guy cuts me off. I'm merging onto the freeway. You know, I'm singing Jesus worship songs. I, I'm, I'm merging onto the freeway. This guy just cuts me off, and, 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 and he doesn't even think about it. And, and our natural tendencies... You know, I would love to tell you guys that I'm the spiritual guy on the highway. But, I mean, I was just like, I can't believe it. I caught up there. I was like, I'm going to catch this guy. You know, I'm speeding and I'm going to catch this guy. And, of course, you catch up to him. Then you pass him and you give him the stare. Isn't it true? You look at him. You give him the bad eye. You know what I mean? And in your mind, you're thinking, you idiot. You know, it's the idiot stare look, you know. And and, and you give him the stare, and then you pull off. And the thing that I forgot is that I just got a personal license plate that said Pastor Rodney. And I... I might have messed up my witness, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, man. But see, forgiveness isn't our natural tendency. you got to make a choice you got to make a choice to forgive. So the next time somebody cuts you off because you now realize that forgiveness is a matter of obedience and not a feeling, you know what? Next time somebody cuts you off, you just pray for them. You just say, Lord, I just ask you to forgive that guy. And Lord, I pray that you would bless them 
with four flat tires. And Lord, that they would learn not to sin against thee. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. That's what you do. Because forgiveness is an act of obedience. Now, don't miss this from your text. Don't miss this from your text. Forgiveness isn't a feeling, although it is freeing. How so, Rodney? Well, look at it again. The master had a debt to collect on, but he forgave the debt. And what happened? It freed the man. You see that? You see, you say, Rodney, look, you don't understand what I'm I'm going through. You don't know what these so-called Christians did to me over at that church. Rodney, you don't know what they're saying about me at work or at school. Rodney, you don't know the things that my ex has done to me in court. You don't understand. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand. But I'll tell you this. If you decide to forgive them, you will be free and you will be healed. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.